0: So um, as we were talking about the theme this summer and planning for the year, and we were trying to figure out um, who and how you would talk about noticing goodness, one of the people that immediately came to mind that I actually got to know last year in MOPS because she was a mentor mom was Sandy Black and um, she has filled many roles um, before I knew her she's a daughter and a sister and a mom but she's also um, embraced the role of grandma I believe she has 10 grandchildren and when I think about noticing goodness one of the things that I loved about MOPS last year with Sandy as my mentor mom was that she has a warm a warm way of making everybody feel welcome and noticed and appreciated. And that is a talent and gift that, um, that all of us, I'm sure, are working on and trying to have and wish we had more of. And so we asked her to speak about um, that today and take whatever avenue in that that she would. And I just want you to, um, to listen closely because she, she really has a gift in this area. Sandy.
1: Okay, um, I had you do that, that little activity today just to see so many times there's people all around us and we never notice them when they're right in front of us. So it was just kind of an eye opener to see how well we uh, see, see the people who are around us. And that's what we're gonna talk about today, The little sign coming in is noticing others. And I don't know, how, how well did you do on that? Anybody do really, really well? Get all those answers
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: okay. Um, <clears throat> I should have worn something really really flashy and sparkly. Everybody would have noticed me then that way, but my group would have noticed. Um, I am so grateful for for mops. Um, I hope are there some tissues up here? Maybe I might need some. <clears throat> I have been privileged to, to get to know some really wonderful young moms um, and uh, I, I just, I think MOPS is, thank you Heather, um, MOPS is such a wonderful place to come and to be loved on and to share um, experiences, um, to be encouraged and this is a wonderful group and I am so thankful that I've been a, be able to part of it. Um, as a mentor mom, and I used to help with mopets and love on the little kiddos. And my husband and I are preparing to to move to Colorado sometime in the future, and um, I just pray that there will be a group like this that that I can be involved in and that he can use me in that way there. So thank you all, I am so thankful. I'm trying to be thankful to be here this morning. I am way out of my comfort zone when Charlene called me. I think it was back in August. Um, I must not have been thinking real clearly, but uh, when she asked me if I would do this, I said, Let me pray about it, uh, because I've never done anything like this before. Um, so I said, let me, let me think about it. So I was trying to, I used that week to come up with all of these excuses why I couldn't do it, <laughs> and, and I was praying about it. So God, um, for some reason, allowed me to say yes. And so here I am before you this morning, very unexperienced, um, very nervous, and very much out of my comfort zone. Um, So bear with me because I'm probably going to refer to my notes a lot uh, so that I don't ramble like I'm rambling now. And um, so hopefully um, we will all learn something today, even myself. Before I start on what I wanted to share, um, I just want to confess to you that everything I've prepared to say today is things that God is still working on in my life. Um, there are times, we're gonna, and we're going to be talking about eyes to see, uh, give us your eyes to see others around us and the needs around us. Um, there are times when I feel like things are so chaotic in my life that I have blinders on and and I don't see um, the needs of others because I'm so caught up in what's going on in my life at that time. And then there are other times when it's like I've got magnifying glasses on both of my eyes and I just, everybody seems to be needing uh, help and encouragement and then I just get overwhelmed because I don't even know where to start. There's just so many people that are hurting and, and could use help and, and, and there are other times where I just jump in and say, I'm going to help you. Um, And those people maybe would prefer that I not. Um, And that's kind of awkward and clumsy. And my husband has even accused me of, well, I shouldn't say that. He's often reminded me that, Sandy, sometimes you um, are kind of have the attitude of, get out of my way and let me help you. So, as obviously, um, God is still has very much work to do in this area of my life. The second thing I wanted to say is as I look around at the, to, to some of you that I know, you are already so good at looking at others and seeing needs and meeting those needs. I know that many of you have. Uh, all of you, obviously you're here at MOPS, you have little ones to take care of, you have households to take care of, some of you are homeschoolers, some of you have jobs outside of your home, some of you work at home, and you're busy, your lives are so full. My, you know, I'm, I'm a grandma now, and my grandsons are far, far away from me, so I don't have all of the pressures, all of the responsibilities that you all do. And I still see you reaching out and helping other people. When you don't have time to yourself, you are doing things for other people. You are meeting needs. You are, uh, maybe, maybe you're struggling financially and yet you're helping somebody else out financially. You're taking kids when you already have a house full of kids. Um, so I see you doing those things. so I feel like some of the, some of the things I'm going to be sharing today you all are already doing. So just as a, these are just going to be reminders for me, for you, and maybe some of you are still maybe not quite comfortable with reaching out and helping other people and meeting their needs and feeling like what possibly could I do to help that person? And for those of you, hopefully this will be a time where you'll, um, be challenged in that area, and that you'll want to, to know the joy that comes from being able to bless others and to help others. So I've got some PowerPoints here. Um, we're going to start. Um, this is John Steinbeck's quote, it says, and it says, I wonder how many people I've looked at all my life and never seen. Um Because we have been born and raised in a society that seeks to promote self and self-interest, we find it rather easy and comfortably familiar to put ourselves and our wishes ahead of others. We occasionally get lost in our own stuff, and we fail to notice those around us. The world says, look out for number one, but God teaches us uh, something that's just the opposite. He says from um, Philippians 2, 3 through 4, and this is what I based my words on this, this morning is from this passage. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. We let each of you not only look to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we all were able to live um, by the, those verses. <clears throat> um, notice though that the passage doesn't say that we are never to think about what we might need in life or what our families might need in life. I think it's important too, as we're looking around and seeing the needs of others and asking God to open our eyes, that we don't neglect our own family or our own um, our own welfare. God wants us to take care of ourselves and those in our family, but also to, uh, look out for the uh, interests of others. So how how can we develop? How do we develop uh, that attitude of being other-centered instead of self-centered? And I have five points, and hopefully I'll have time to get through all of them. Um, first, I think the first thing um, that I that I do is I just I pray. I pray and I ask God. Um, to give me eyes to see others. Um, ask God to give me eyes to see others as he sees them. <clears throat> and this little the, uh, picture up here with the words says, Lord, help me to have grace and see others through your eyes. And I, I'll tell you, if you do that, God will answer those prayers. If you truly want to be uh, a servant and to, uh, to notice other people, to have the eyes of, of Christ, to see others as he sees them, he will put people in your path. Um, I, and I know that from experience. If we truly want that, he will give that to us because that's his desire is for us to see others as he sees them and to serve them. And the second point is <clears throat> when God does that, when God puts people in your lives, don't ignore it. Don't ignore those whispers, and I call those—that's God whispering in our hearts to um, for those who are hurting, and that's called compassion. So when we pray that God would open our eyes to see those people, God will do that. And don't—and that's our—that's our opportunity to not ignore those whispers. It's God's signal for us to do something. Um, if we choose to ignore that signal, God will whisper to someone else, and we'll miss that opportunity to bless that person's life. And I've been in those situations before, where God has whispered some someone's need on my heart, and I've chosen to ignore that, or I've put um, you know, had other things going on and felt like they were more important maybe than that person's needs, and. I've regretted it, or there's been something that I've not been aware of and not been able to, to reach out to that person, and there's guilt and regret. However, um, when I have responded to God's leading and uh, his whisper in my heart, I've never had a regret. I've only had joy from being able to serve in that way. Now, granted, your schedule may may have been blown that day. You may have, all those things you wanted to check off your list, didn't get done. But you were God's hands and you served someone else and the joy that that, that brings is much better than getting a load of laundry done um, that you had on your schedule today, that particular day. The inconvenience and the rearranging of your schedule is, is so worth uh, serving others and, and encouraging them. And you will receive a blessing from doing that. Third thing is, God has given us all life experiences. Uh, We've all been through uh, things that weren't fun, difficult things. Um, And the third thing is, don't waste those life experiences. Um, And this is a, a good... A verse uh, about how we have been shown compassion um, from First or Second Corinthians one three through four it says, "Praise be to the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our troubles, so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God." So God gives us experiences in our life, and those experiences is so so that he can show us compassion, either through his presence with us or sending someone into our lives um, who have been where we're at, and they can can relate to what we're going through. So he gives us, uh, God allows us to have those different experiences, those trials, disappointments, losses. Um, And I believe he wants us to use those to comfort and encourage others who may be going through those very same experiences. And it doesn't have to be big things. Um, Just I had a couple real quick examples of things in my own life that have changed because of those life experiences that God has given to me. Um, And I had a lot of examples, but I've I've tried to narrow them down. Before... um, before I had toddlers, and I do, I have, I have two children. They're both adult children, of course. Um, but when they were toddler, uh, before I had them, before I had those toddlers, those terrible two meltdowns in public places were a nuisance. Um, and uh, quite honestly, confession time, they were a time where I looked at them and judged them as being bad parents. Why don't those parents get control of those kids? And then I had toddlers. Um, And my daughter and my daughter-in-law had toddlers. And my whole outlook changed because I felt bad for them because I've been in their shoes. I knew what they were going through. Now, when I look at that situation, I see a mom that is having a really bad day. Um, They don't want to be out grocery shopping with with toddlers. that's that's a the family has to eat. They have to do that. They don't want to be out doing that. Uh, she's having a really bad day. Uh, something I have have done before is, if I see that mother struggling, I offer her a smile that says, I I understand. I know I've been there. I know what you're going through today. Instead of giving them that, what do you think you're doing here? Take that kid home. Um, or I let her go ahead of me in line. <laughs> Um, so that she can hurry up and, and, and get home um, so that was before and but, but after after I've been in that experience I have a uh, more of a compassion toward that mother um, my husband was in the army another example and we moved a lot um, for in nine years, we counted one time, we moved seven times, and we had little kids when he was in the Army. They were just little tiny ones. And I never, I, I remember never being so lonely because <clears throat> you would move and you'd have to start the whole process of, uh, you know, where, who, I don't know anybody here. Um, and I just needed somebody to talk to besides you know a three-year-old or um, and it's a very lonely time and um, it's not always easy when you have little ones to get out and to be a part of anything. Uh, For you all to be here today I think that's just such a neat thing because that's what MOPS is all about so that you can meet people and not feel like you are alone or cut off from the rest of the world. Um, So before that experience of being in the Army and moving every year and a half to two years and not having a a close-knit community or friends, um, I used to think that people were lonely because they didn't make enough effort. You know, they just didn't put enough effort into making friends. To have friends, you know, you've heard that, you have to have friends, you have to be a friend, and so my attitude was kind of like, well, it's, it's their own fault. Um, I, took, I took it for granted being around family because we never lived near family while my kids were growing up. I took that for granted. Um, but when that happened to me, um, now I'm very sensitive. God has given me that experience so that I can be sensitive to other people who are moving into a new area. Um, I remember the first day Heidi came to MOPS and I knew she was new and I just wanted to, I probably just kind of smothered her because I didn't, I wanted her to feel welcome and accepted and happy to be here. And um, so, and, and that's because I've had an experience of being lonely and not, and being that person that um, maybe didn't know anybody and was trying to figure out how, how, how to fit in. So use those life experiences, don't let them go to waste. Fourth, um, don't get hung up on trying to impress other people. Whoops. <clears throat> um, our goal is to become more like Christ. And he was he came to serve. He said that. He came to serve and to glorify God. And he God is the one who has whispered on our hearts how to reach out and to serve other people. This verse from um, Colossians says whatsoever you do do it heartily as to the lord and not to men and it's it, this is a difficult one for me because there are some times where i do things where quite honestly i think oh that you know that was a good thing sandy you did a good thing for that person today but i i did that uh, my attitude should be this is for the lord um we are doing everything that we do to serve others um, doing it as unto the Lord um, and sometimes we want to we want to go overboard we want to do something but we want to do it just we want it to be really big but it's not always those big things um, that we do for other people that are most appreciated or that most minister to their hearts so you can keep it simple um, one thing that I think is so neat um, we've been out to Vincent my son has a church in Colorado and we've been there several times, but when somebody comes up to me when we're visiting out there and they say, hi, Sandy, how you doing? I'm like, you remembered my name, you know, and that, that is so exciting to me when somebody remembers my name because I'm not real good at that. But So just even being intentional on trying to rem- remember somebody's name, if somebody remembers your name, it makes you feel like they've noticed you and they've, they've cared enough to, um, to keep that in their mind. Um, a hug. A smile, um, start a conversation and actually listen to what they're saying so that you can follow up maybe the next time you're with them and ask about that, uh, that part of their lives, um, holding a fussy baby, giving a mom a break, sending a quick text to, to her to let her know that you're thinking about her, pray for somebody, and uh, people have done that for me this morning and it just such, it just melts my heart, it's, it's so neat to, to know that people are praying. Send a note, and I've left some note cards on your table. You're welcome to take those home if you want to. Um, Send a note to somebody just saying, I've been thinking about you this week, and I've been praying. Let them know that you're thinking about them, a phone call. Um, uh, So there's simple things. It doesn't have to be something huge and impressive, because we are doing everything we do as unto the Lord. Um, And I thought this was a sweet... um, never get tired of doing little things for others sometimes those little things occupy the biggest part of their hearts and fifth and and this is important uh, in developing um, to have the attitude of other centered is sometimes we have to be on the other side we have to ask for help Um, and that's not easy Um, I know Deb Deb Davey uh, took a meal over to her when she, after her surgery, and she said, this is so hard. <laughs> and I said, I know. And she said, it is so hard to, to, to be served. And it is, but um, God didn't mean us to do life alone. He wants us to have community. He wants us to take care of one another. Um, some of us are unwilling to admit that we need help. We think it's a sign of weakness but it's really a sign of pride and self-sufficiency. Okay, so that's important to ask for help. Um, And even when God is giving us eyes to see, um, see others through him, if you, if we are hiding uh, our needs, and some of us are really good about hiding what's inside of us and what we're going through, uh, we put on that happy face, and if somebody says, "How you doing?" and I'm, we, you know, I respond, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing fine." When really we're very, very far from fine. It's hard to know how to help someone if if we don't relate that and we don't speak that to other people. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying go go around and be constantly whining and complaining, but share with somebody so that they they will know how to help you. And if you if you do step out of your comfort zone and you ask for help, and somebody says, "Oh, I wish I could, but I just, I just can't today," and they, they've got a legit reason, don't take it personally. I mean, sometimes we we kind of we finally step out and we ask for help, and then um, we get a, a a no answer, and we think, "Oh, well, I'm never going to do that again." Um, <clears throat> but don't take it personally or hold it against that person and don't let it keep you from asking for help in the future. When we refuse to let others help us or don't make our needs known, we rob others of the joy of giving and serving, even being obedient to God's whisper. It can be hard to take that first step and ask for help. Uh, We become vulnerable. One thing to think about this is if someone called us and asked us for help uh, with something big or little, whatever it would, how would we feel? When people do that to me, I, I'm just kind of surprised and I feel honored um, to know that that person trusted me enough to ask me for advice or assistance. And we ask, when we ask others for help, it uh, truly could be the beginning of a lifelong friendship. And that's happened to me also. I uh, um, took a meal to a mom, um, I guess a year ago. Her little one just turned a year, not too long ago. I didn't even know how to pronounce her name. Um, I didn't know her, I'd, I'd never met her before. And now, I feel like I have another friend because because I responded to um, take a meal to this person. Uh, God revealed the need and, um, I listened to his whisper and I, I did it and he blessed me with a new friend. And so those things come, good things come from, from us being open, having our eyes opened and, and listening to God and that whisper in our hearts. Um, I'm going to pray real quick and then I have a, a music video um, that I'd like for you to listen to. The, the lyrics are actually, your group leader has um, some papers in her little folder. Uh, And the lyrics are are printed out there along with some um, uh, different suggestions on how to instill these thinking of others with your children and uh, 52 things, uh, caring things to do or something like that also. But the lyrics are there. Um, So I'm going to, we're going to watch this video and then um, I'll turn it back over to, to Adrian. But let me pray just real quick before we watch the video. Dear Father and Lord, I pray that you would give us your eyes to see those in need and your heart to reach out to them. I pray that you will bless us with the ability to serve you by serving others. Help us develop a heart like yours. In Jesus' name, amen. It starts off kind of
2: Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop the familiar shock of confusion and chaos Are those people going somewhere? Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken-hearted, The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah, 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 yeah Step out on a busy street See a girl and our eyes meet does the best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just too awry Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work, he's buying time All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for Well, I want a second glance, so give me a second chance To see the way you've seen the people all along Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken-hearted, The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Give me me your your eyes, eyes. Lord Give Give me your your eyes so I can see For everything that I keep missing
0: if you guys notice in the back of your handout, there's also a list of practical ways that you guys um, can encourage others, and then there's also a list in there for your kids. We all know that when our kids see us encouraging others, that's going to encourage them to also be a blessing to someone. We're going to go ahead and go to our discussions. Um, blush, you're going to be in C2 down that hallway, second room on the right. Pearl, C3 on the left, first room on the right.